this episode of the BAMFCAST. An episode 160 episodes in the making. It's episode 160. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, hey BAMFCAST. Episode 160, I think it is? Yeah, it might be. Okay. Episode. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm episode... I'm Chuck. <laughs> and what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie, and then we come in here and we talk about it for about thirty to forty five minutes or longer sometimes. And then they get a rating: good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Hooray! Yes. Huzzah. And the bad bad movies, as in stay away. Get they get a negative sliding scale: one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. No. Nope. So. So. Redbox special time! Yeah, yeah. We decided, hey, it's been 159 episodes since we've done a Nicolas Cage movie, <laughs> i.e., the very first episode in yeah. The Wicker Man. How? We've and had an event involving a Nicolas Cage movie, but yeah. we never we've sat all down seen and talked like about it. A hundred Nicolas That's Cage true. movies since then. Yeah. But so we decided because it's fresh to Redbox, as we teased last week, and it was time for 2012 Stolen. Yay! Yay. AKA yeah. Not taken. Taken. Also taken. Also taken. Another taken. taken. Two. T O O. Look who's taken now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So. No, it's look who's taken too. We have an epically long plot summary for this movie. Oh, Uh, please, please sit down. uh, Grab a cold drink. Yeah. So here we go. A former thief frantically searches for his missing daughter, who has been kidnapped and locked in the trunk of a taxi. The end. <laughs> yeah, let's rate it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, did you see Taken with Liam Neeson? I saw Stolen. Oh, you haven't seen Taken? You should see Taken. Taken. It's what this movie's based on. Yeah, yeah. he has a certain set of skills. <laughs> right. Make him a nightmare for people like that. Yeah, yeah. This, this is Stolen based on the novel Taken by Sapphire. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. So, yes. That, that's exactly it. Right. No novel came so, anywhere close to no? this movie. Okay. <laughs> no. It was a novel movie mm. when it was done the first time. Yeah. Well, okay. Bitches. Twist. So would you say that the idea well, maybe was it's really not stolen? E- it's really not oh. even that much of a twist because now that I think about it, Liam Neeson was kind. Well, he, he was he a, he wasn't a criminal. He was like a some sort of mythical fixer. He was a, or he was a gray area. He was a mercenary. Retired, he mercenary did mythical figure. He did things. Yeah, he did things. He that had were a bad, very specific set of skills, skills that right. were bad for people like those other people that exactly. took his daughter. Who was like twenty five, but she was sixteen. Yeah. But yeah, at least they casted someone who looked like she was the right age in this movie. But that, she looked true. like she was seven. Yeah, yes, um, and constantly pouty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the movie starts and it's Nicolas Cage and his crew, and they're robbing a bank. I feel like my right. bank is but on fire. It takes twenty minutes to figure that out. Yeah, the FBI thinks that they're robbing a diamond store. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because uh, the FBI has made up a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, the FBI sure. is pretty incompetent in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though there's a hundred of them there, oh, God. each of them has three guns. They have a battalion <laughs> of FBI guys, and none of them are in any sort of like position. They're no. not. Uh, well, and they Dan- haven't thought anything out either. Yeah. No. Well, Danny Houston plays the the head guy, mm-hmm. and his Dumbass. his hat hat guy hat squad. <laughs> Danny Houston's terrible hat. Yeah, and he has uh, Mark Valley as his like. It's muscle guy. He's like, hey, go do this thing. Younger version of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Yeah, so Nicolas Cage's crew is Nicolas Cage, Josh Josh <laughs> Lucas. Bamcast alum Josh Lucas. Yeah. From um, Stealth. Uh, Malin Ackerman and yeah. um, MC Ganey, McGaney. Right. Because this movie also needed someone who was on Drop Lost. Drop me a beat. Yeah. <laughs> For and, MC Ganey. And MC Ganey's job is to like shut down the security systems. Malin Ackerman is the driver. And Josh Lucas is the uh, wild card bitches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. he's the Tom Sizemore. Yeah, he he comes in with Nicolas Cage and then just like goes, "Hey, uh, you you have thirty more seconds." He's that guy. <laughs> it's like the hey, come on, hey, come on, guys, come on. I'm getting itchy here. Yeah, I like gold. Yeah, he's but, he's that guy who's just gonna go categorically crazy for no reason at one point, right? Mm-hmm. To fuck everything up. Yeah. So, yeah. So they bust in through this toy store with this elaborate plan of. This winch that rips a section of the wall off. Well, it's like a solenoid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not solenoid. to give people the wrong idea about the technology in this movie. Sure. <coughs> sure. <coughs> well, because the FBI is also watching them. You've been through. watching how it's made, haven't you? I have. There, well, the FBI has been watching them through thermal cameras, which we couldn't figure out what the purpose of that They're was. They're predators. For fun. They're yeah. just outside shooting them with thermal cameras. The it's FBI like, are predators. Just use a camera. Well, they're literally watch, watching Nic- Nicolas Cage walk into this place yeah. and waiting for him to actually do this, even though apparently they know he's done all these other crimes. Yes. Do you know why they, they did it? Is because... Uh, a movie. They had to make a movie. Well, they're they're cheap now. The technology is cheap now. Sure. And they're like, oh, that... Well, night vision in. is cheaper. Yeah, but night vision everybody's seen thermal i mean i've obviously everybody's seen thermal too but it's more colorful it's dumb it, it, it looks, looks awesome it looks pretty it's dumb well, it, but no what, oh, what they want to do is they want to catch him with the money right, right so that they can put him in jail for longer sure. right because actually being in the vault at the same time with the money eh, probably couldn't get those charges to stick no, yeah because there's some kind the of fbi is stupid yeah there's some kind of crazy backstory going on between danny houston and nick cage because Danny Houston has the biggest hard on on the planet for getting Nick Cage in jail. Yeah, yeah, it's the no, typical you'll you know, be here. <laughs> yeah, it's that typical you know Batman Joker thing where it's like they almost can't live without each other, mm-hmm. you know, because he's tracking him and yeah. Maybe he's the brother of the dude that Nicolas Cage killed in Con Air. If and so, oh my god, he's just angry. Sure, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, we should point out this was directed by Simon West. Yes, of the Expendables two and Con Air, Con Air and other movies and mm. the mechanic which is a good movie yeah mm. it is yeah i like the mechanic mm-hmm. right. I, I liked, liked it better than cars. taken or stolen what right huh <laughs> it's not time for <laughs> opinions that we're, we're still oh, we're, sorry. shut we're your rapping. face yeah. do not opinionate sorry um no opining will happen <laughs> at this juncture so anyway yes they bust through the wall they yeah. go in like i said josh lucas is standing over his shoulder telling him how little time he has to do stuff and he's mm-hmm. like i got this and you know, bust through the lock. They get the money. There's you know, conveniently stacked ten million dollars in cellophane, which they steal, ready mm-hmm. to be stolen. And Josh Lucas is looking through the second part of the vault, going, "Oh my god, look at the stacks of gold! I like gold. We should steal this too." And he's like, "No, each one of those bars weighs like twenty-seven pounds. <laughs> we got ten million dollars here. We can leave." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he spent like five minutes just rattling that cage. Mm-hmm. He could have just. Well, rattling, the, rattling both of those cages. to do something because his, his role was literally nag. Yeah. 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 Well, he could have... He didn't carry anything. He no. did all he did. He, no. he didn't do anything. He was just the timekeeper. Right. Well, he pressed the button to activate the solenoid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. But, I mean, in, in the time he spent rattling both the cage that held the gold and the cage that was putting money in a bag, mm-hmm. he could have cage rattling. opened up one of the it. cages and taken 
a bar of gold. He was He's obviously stolen. Nicholas Cage has or gold Nick. inside of him. <laughs> yes, that's that's the real national. That's treasure. like the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> that's like that Thanksgiving episode of Amazing Stories. He's yeah he's been replaced by gold. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The real gold was within you deep the reference. whole time. Sure. Man. So I mean, yeah, he could have he could have snatched a bar of gold. You know, right. Because that cage is, looked no no more menacing than oh, a baby no. gate or the sixty year old cage. Yeah. The more menacing <laughs> right. thing yeah. was the gigantic door that they. Blue right. to get in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't just, know. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't just say shut the fuck up, open that cage, and take a couple bars if you want to carry them. Yeah, really. Well, he did. Reason. He did say like, it's not in our time frame. Yeah, those each of those gold bars weighs twenty seven pounds a piece. What's your so? How many can you carry? <laughs> he says I played football. Three. I played yeah. football, which means yeah, put one in your fucking pocket, asshole. Get it, <laughs> get it over with. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. But so the can point you tell is that, that, me? that Josh Lucas is an asshole. He is, and he he is the one who sets all the time frames back mm-hmm. in getting out of there. Yeah, because yeah. they, they grab like, the he, money. He is the yeah. reason that basically everything gets fucked up, because yes. they would have gotten out in time God, if not for bitches. him. If not for those meddling yeah, kids. They, yeah. they grab the money, and those they kids. run outside, and about this time, the FBI busts into the diamond store and goes, they're not here. Well, they do a very Science of the Lambs diversion thing where you think that they're going to bust through the door where they are, and oh, it's a different room completely. Right. Yeah. All the like, jewels are stuck because they think they're going to rob a jewel store because, because they were like, they they were were chasing this place for three weeks. What what the hell? Yeah. It's like <gasps> the bank. <laughs> yeah. So Nicholas Cage, Josh Lucas run out the door. There's a guy like doing trash shift sifting basically right outside the they're door. They're called janitors. Was he a janitor? Yes, he was a janitor. Yes, <laughs> it, but he had like a van. It looked like he was like going through the trash. Janitors like, have cars. That's where he, no, I mean <laughs> janitors looked, are people too. He looked a little Sanford and Sonny. Like he was like, oh, that looks like a keeper, and I'll throw the rest of this away. Hey, man, he's the two a.m. janitor. Yeah, that's you... trash sifting. It's not a crime. And also, why does his daughter? <laughs> why does his daughter call him at two a.m. in the beginning of the movie? Because uh, she wanted her care bear story. Zone, something about a time zone difference. Wherever he was, oh. I, I don't know what he was. No, they were all in New Orleans. Well, he said, "What are you doing up so early?" Maybe it was, early. Maybe it was like five a.m. As like. in like two, four. A.m. I don't know. I don't know. No, Doesn't whatever. matter. Whatever. Not the biggest problem with this movie. No. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, they were right, janitor yeah. problem. There's a yes, bigger yeah, problem. They here. run into, they, they run <laughs> okay. into this janitor guy, and um, Josh Lucas is like, "He, he saw our, our face. I'm going to shoot him." And he whacks him upside the head with a mm-hmm. pistol. And Nicholas Cage is like, "We're robbers, not murderers. Leave him alone. No more homicides." Yeah. So they fight and fight and fight while the van has now arrived and is looking at them going, uh, we're here. Yeah, McGinney's you're, you're, like, you're supposed to be van. here. The McGinney. van is here. You're supposed to be here. Yeah. But they're fighting in the alley. So Nicolas Cage grabs him, drops the money, drags him back to the van. And in the meantime, they fight with the gun and he gets shot in the leg. Yeah. So he throws him in the van. He's it's like, Josh Lucas yeah, gets shot in the leg. Yeah. I got to go back and get the money now. Right. So he does. And, and McGinney's like, <laughs> fuck this noise. We're past our time, t- time table. I'm out of here. And leaves Nicolas Cage behind. Yes. So Nicolas Despite Cage. the fact that Nicolas Cage has all the money. Has all the money. But he, so he grabs the money and Runs, starts running. Sort of. And then cop car comes. He knocks the cops out Batman style. Yeah. He <laughs> fucking beats their asses. And then Planet. steals, their cop car. steals the cop car and then chases on. Yeah. And, and there's a, a long car chase. Well, it's not that long. They get to a parking garage and they do some okay stunts. You can tell they're not really going that fast, but... Oh, but they're fun stunts. They're I mean, okay, you know. and there's lots of, I've got you boxed in, and Nicolas Cage is like, fuck nope. that noise, and just pushes cars out of the way, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a lot of weird faces by everyone just making, you know, stunt mm. faces and... <laughs> stunt faces. <laughs> they didn't need the stunt double for the stunt no. faces, did but they? But we should mention, that this this is the point where the odd James Bond-esque score sort of kicks in... <sighs> 
the closest thing it reminded me of is like the menu music in 1990s video games. Very repetitive, not overly creative. Yeah. And sounds like they were made like on a pretty heavy duty MIDI sequencer. Maybe. I don't know. This had some pretty sweet trumpets going on. Yeah, every once in a while there's like real trumpets, but then there are other times where they had like computer trumpets. It did get synthy at times. But it is very like half James Bond, half I don't know, fucking Wing Commander or yeah. something ridiculous. <laughs> it like didn't that. fit it this movie, but not it was good. It was awesome. It was it was awesome in a bad way. Yeah. The, the, it was a little overbearing throughout way. most of this movie. I mean, that's the problem with it. It's nope. like if it had just been a little more backgroundy. No, no, no. The composer it, was like, oh, shit, a Nicolas Cage movie? I have to be bombastic to keep up with that no. guy. At uh, least it was fun. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, car chase kind of comes to an end because he eventually runs to this like abandoned building with the car. Homeless shelter. Yeah. Well, was it? It just it was, was a, a abandoned burned, building burned with homeless up. people. In. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> homeless shelter is kind of different. Yeah. <laughs> By definition, it, it, was it was a shelter, shelter, for, a homeless shelter for the homeless. It's we all go okay. running out. It's like, we didn't do anything. Officers, don't shoot us. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Nicholas Cage, whatever his name is, Will Montgomery. Okay. <laughs> Nicholas, hey, Nicholas Cage, come out with your hands up in the money. So he kind of looks at this barrel fire that they have and mm-hmm. then comes out empty handed. And they, you know, they pin him to the ground. He's like, where's the money? And we all knew he burned the money. I mean, like it, the it was, way it was shot, it was like, okay, he tossed the money. They yeah. didn't bother showing it. but No, but there was nowhere else it could have gone and he had right. no time to take it anywhere. Right. So, yeah. So he burned the money and ran outside and. Mm-hmm. How did the money get burned? Because uh, he threw it in there. Yeah, because oh, okay. yeah. fire. How did it get burned? Uh, fire. Combustion and uh, accelerant and fuel. How did it get burned? You see, there's the triangle of fire where you must have <laughs> oxygen, fuel, and something else. Oh, yeah. I I heard, oh, that's how something it got else. burned. <laughs> yeah. The something else is the what did it. The wild card. <laughs> yes. You must have Charlie Day to burn stuff. Yes. So Eight years yeah, later. It cuts to eight years later, and he's coming out of jail. Yes. And yeah, because I, I guess he only got eight years because he burned the money and they didn't really have any evidence other than wild police car chase. Right. He mm-hmm. he wrecked some, some property. Right. Eight years. Time served. State pen. Yeah. And because these these FBI guys are obsessed with only him, they're waiting outside and they're like, hey, let us give you a ride. Well, the one dude's like, I hope you got raped every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's not very nice. That's not a nice thing to say to someone. Not a nice greeting when you get out of jail. Uh, yeah. Though hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> But they're following Nick Cage because they figure... He's got the money. That he stashed the money. Yeah. And he's going to go back to it. Yeah. Now that mm-hmm. he's out. So they're on it. Yeah. Yeah. That is their whole reason for being completely obsessed with him is they think sure. that he's still got the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though when when on earth would he have stashed it? Don't know. But who knows? You know. Yeah. Couldn't they have, oh, I don't know, kind of, you know, kicked that barrel over and <laughs> maybe seen if there was some... They may have found some evidence in there. Well, they knew exactly everywhere that police car chase went. Yeah. They just look. Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. For 10 million bucks. They had eight years. You know what? You hire a guy. Sure. And have yeah. him just follow that walk around. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. look for a big pile of money. Mm-hmm. Get well, that janitor guy that was just yeah. sifting yeah. through the garbage yeah. and be like, hey, 10% finders. He knows, what, to look for. <laughs> he knows yeah. what treasures are. I'll take a 1% finders. Sure. Fee. Yeah. $10 million. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So, yeah. I'll do it for point uh, for point nine percent this is not named that, name that too. <laughs> you this is, one dollar. <laughs> this is not actually a job that anyone's going to offer you. Aww. One dollar. Have you been to New Orleans lately? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what are you saying, Chuck? I'm saying there's $10 million all over New Orleans. It's oh. got all washed around and hmm. pushed in places where it shouldn't be. Too soon. Oh, I see. Anyway. <laughs> the FBI is basically on Nicolas Cage wherever he goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, they show up and then they're like, where can we drive you? And he's like, I want to go to my daughter's house. Right. So they take him there mm-hmm. and then they just wait and watch him. And he... Yeah, he tries to reconnect with his daughter, and she's like, oh, hi, thanks, yeah, let's have some coffee, and then, I hate you, Dad. Right. I'm going to therapy. Yeah, going to therapy. Gaw. You're not my real dad, Chip. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Even though you are my real dad. <laughs> and then she gets in the cab and goes away. Right. And Nicolas Cage goes, well, f- well first she had a package. She had a package that was left on her doorstep with his name on it. Yeah. And then he goes to see Malin Ackerman's character, who's now a bartender in a cop bar. Yes. So they said, have a drink. And, and these details mm-hmm. do not matter yeah. in the grand scheme of things. No, she's, well, she's just expositioning a little bit for us and yeah. him. Like, oh, hey, Vincent, who is Josh Lucas's character, is dead. Right. And lost touch with the other jackass guy, but you probably want to Wait. find him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's like, oh, my daughter hates me. Well, yeah. And then his package rings. <laughs> yeah. As it often does around here. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah. And but no, he picks it up like an idiot and starts shaking it. Like, what's in this thing? I don't, I don't know, der. And like, spends like a minute looking at it and flipping it over. It's like, dude, it. there's a phone in it. Open you your know fucking that's package. Just Nick Cage being Nick Cage. I know. Because <laughs> even though he's so desperate for money these days, yeah. Well, like you know, he castle. shows up on set and everyone is still like, just let him do his thing. Sure. Because you know, life is a lot easier if you just let him do his thing. Yeah. Well, he has that weird reaction when he first starts talking to her. She says something about someone needs to get laid, and he, like, sort of chokes and gasps like it's the most offensive thing he's ever heard. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to do one more. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah, also the take when he when he uh, is telling his daughter he's trying to explain, you know, his life and how he's gone wrong. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's going to make it right. And he... And, it almost feels like he flubs the take, yeah, and then like pulls out a little a little card cheat, to read cheat. off yeah. of on it because he can't even read that properly. It's like I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget, but it's like he's reading it and can't read what he's written either. Mm. So it was like a Nicolas Cage haiku. I mean, it wasn't proper, <laughs> you know, s- structure, but yeah, it was, it was like, like that. It crime was... is bad. Yeah. I did some time. <laughs> this is not an excuse. <laughs> Criminals, bad times, things that are bad. Yeah, Nick Cage. yeah so anyway the phone rings he takes out the package and and answers it and it's josh lucas hey i'm not dead but i kidnapped your daughter i want the 10 million dollars (laughs) and well at first nicholas cage is like dude i heard you're dead you're not dead that's great we should get together and and vincent's like fuck you i've got your daughter yeah driving a cab yeah yeah. yeah, Vincent is just, he's still like Mr. Nothing's ever my fault. It's all everybody else's fault. Yeah, but he's going full-blown crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, I was going to say, if this movie has anything to be commended for, it's that there's someone in it who goes more crazy than Nicolas Cage. Yeah, because yeah, Nick Cage is in very reserved mode. Yeah. It's awkward, movie. too, because I think Josh Lucas thought he was going to have to compete on the crazy level, mm-hmm. and then Nicolas Cage like never goes crazy. So it's so it's like oh here's this awkward bad actor <laughs> yeah. yeah Nick but, caging it up but Nick Cage but is God, just like now now he looks like uh, Chris Elliott like in scary movie yeah yeah long he, hair like wounds on his face yeah. all unshaven <laughs> he's missing a leg yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has a you know modern prosthetic you know like spring yeah. leg yeah I don't he's know how he afforded those, that thing. yeah he's got one of those like super expensive runners yeah. I wish I had one of those 
I'd be running around like crazy. I wouldn't yeah. be pissed off. I'd he be like, like, I got super leg. Yeah, he spent like ten million on that thing. Why the hell is he? Is that why he needs the money? He's got to pay that off. Yeah, yeah. so he's got it's prosthetic not a robot debts. leg. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that good. It's sort of bionic. Prosthesis yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> man, you won't want to get in with those prosthetic gangs, man. Oh. they hook you up at first, but then you owe them for the first rest one, of your life. First one's free. Yeah, <laughs> first legs free. Yeah, man. <laughs> then they charge you an arm and a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Wacky morning zoo noise. Thing you know, Bob. Yeah. Slide so, whistle. Yeah. So, yeah, they talk for a while, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I want the ten million dollars." And he's like, "I, I, um, I, I don't have it. it. I burned it." And he's like, "I don't believe you." And he's like, I, "No, I burned it. I don't believe you." <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I gave it to my lawyer who's in Tuscaloosa. Right. So you got to give me like twenty four hours. Tuscaloosa. I give you twelve. Yeah. And as always, daughter. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm and not going to give you enough time to do the thing that would take time. Right. Yeah. I've waited eight years for this money, but I can't wait another Now you day. have 12 hours to get to Alabama yeah. and back yeah. with my $10 million. And you have to answer this phone within eight rings every time I call you. Yeah. So his plan is, is he, he runs into what a, a mall, quickly buys a burner phone. Yeah. Forwards the number from the phone that, <laughs> that Josh Lucas gave, it, gave him. Throws it onto the train that's going to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And goes about, well, first he goes to visit the FBI. Yes. It's like, hey, he's this like, crazy he, guy's got my dog. Yeah. Well, because he's like, they're probably tracking this phone, but, you know, I'll still be able to get the calls, but mm-hmm. the phone can be on a train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, FBI. Yeah, he's I, like, I just ran into this dude. Yeah, he's, not, not dead. Yeah. And, and he's uh, kidnapped my daughter and yeah. uh, helped me out. Yeah. And he's like, I, I got nothing to lose. I burned the money. Um, I didn't want to get caught. Yeah. Um, so, but you got to help me out. And they're like, her. this was your plan all along to yeah. tell us that someone kidnapped your daughter so we would think you don't have the money. Well, so, get out. So we'd stop watching <laughs> you long enough to go get the money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but they they have no no intentions of finding this girl at all. No, they don't. Like, that's no. what I love about them. They're just like, it, because it's Nick Cage's daughter, even if he's telling the truth, we don't care. No. She well, the can guy, die. The guy kind of does later. Like, I mean, he's just he, doing the... Like, he's like, well... He's like, maybe we should look into it. If he, she's know. kidnapped, yeah, it might be an FBI case. No, he's but, no, but like, real cops, it's like the first 48 hours someone's kidnapped right. is like... The most crucial possible time. Sure. Like exponentially worse as time goes on. Like mm-hmm. real cops do not fuck around with that, even if it's a guy that they hate. Yeah, but they're so fixated on oh, Nicolas yeah. Cage. God damn. The guy, dude's lost his well, wife and you his gotta admit, kids. <laughs> Nick Cage picked the wrong guy to talk to about it. Sure. Yeah, he could have gone to someone else in the division. He could have gone to somebody who wasn't like, I hope you got raped every day in, <laughs> in prison. <laughs> I mean, just I don't just think these guys are real there. cops. Is that his no? middle or no. last name? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I hope you got raped every day in Prison Valley. Yeah. He's his a, parents he's had a, a real weird sense of yeah. humor. Yeah. yeah, he's a really nice guy, except for the whole rape bit. <laughs> right, except for uh, that's that. just a name. That is my middle name. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're he like made his poor wife take it when yeah. she got married. So they're like, get out of here, Nick Cage, so we can continue to follow you around. Yeah. So, but but they're gonna th- they're throwing it. They're like forcibly escorting him out. Yeah. yeah. It's like get so out of here. Throw him in the escalator with two you know guys following him. Mm-hmm. So elevator. Yeah. So he Not escalator. That would have been better. Well, yeah. it was <laughs> awesome if he had handcuffed him to an escalator. Yeah. Well, get to the bottom. Yeah. Those guys are fucked. <laughs> or just so he could show up later. Be like, I fell down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No. He does the elevator beat down thing and yeah well he does the thing everyone does when they're about to beat down someone which is crack their neck and sure. it's just like okay beat down's coming guys you may want to you know <laughs> yeah, stay frosty ever in an elevator with somebody and they start cracking their neck like that you're about to get punched yeah i'm protecting my throat i do right? that in elevators all the time just to fuck with people 
I usually wow. do the, you know, the fist knuckle yeah. cracking. Yeah. Just to. But anyway, so yeah, the James Bond thing kicks in and he, you know, immediately throat punches both of them and handcuffs them and yeah. steals and their sends, badge. Sends them up to like the six, 67th floor. Yeah, and... on the rapid fire elevator. Yeah. I don't know what, he just hits a button and all of a sudden hey, this thing goes shooting up like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. government just... technology. It's like <laughs> yeah. space elevator technology. Sure. And then he just walks back into the FBI yeah, and saunters badge. over to a computer. God. Yeah, and gets the information for MC Ganey's character, right. Hoyt. Hoyt. And goes to visit him and is like, hey, you in on this? Uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. Yeah, you got me. You got me. We, I, I didn't want to kidnap your daughter, but, you know, we wanted the money. Yeah. So we, we, you owe it to us. Even because we by this time, you. the FBI has figured out that he's been on the computer. They go where he looked because right. the nerdy guy's like, right, yeah, we follow the screen. He went to go see this guy. <laughs> yes, they immediately bring well, in the IT guy. Browser history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did clear his cookies. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> if he had been using Internet Explorer, he probably could have just used the safe search feature. <laughs> Open up this a new incognito window. This is a little tougher. He, he had private search on. <laughs> he was using Safari. Right. The porn browser. Yeah. But yeah. so they go they go there too and like they hear them fighting inside the the inside their this guy's shitty apartment. Yeah. And they're like, let him work yeah, it out. Work it out. And then Because <laughs> he, he keeps using this weird dumbass squirrel metaphor, which thankfully ends there, but he'd used mm-hmm. it like three times before. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, eh, let's just hang back and see what happens. Yeah. And they hear gunshots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're still just like, Wow, they're yeah. really fucking things up yeah. in there. <laughs> Until MC Ganey opens up the door, shotgun in hand. Holding it up, yeah. And the second he starts to lower it, they're like, "Blam, blam, blam." Yeah, that is the only time they act like yeah. real cops. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, real cops. The second you make a move, yeah, towards aiming anything at them, you Dead. will get your shit shot. Yeah, and so he did. And Nicholas Cage jumps out the window and does this weird, awkward escape. Well, he lands through one foot, goes through a roof because this is shitty New Orleans that we're in. Right. So like, he lands and leg goes through roof, and then he tries to jump over a banister, which immediately rots and mm-hmm. goes away and falls so, into I mean, some trash. So he's just tumbling over broken things this entire time. Meanwhile, now they're not acting like real cops because they're just out there machine gunning everything, oh, yeah. trying to kill Nick Cage, even though all he did was use their browser. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, kill Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. He got an address that he probably could have gotten from Google Maps. <laughs> kill him. <laughs> then we'll find the money. Kill him. Yeah. So that's when is that when Nicholas Cage starts running through the parade? Yeah, yeah, he starts first awkwardly time. running. Yeah, well, he awkwardly runs Nick, in this a lot. He is, he doesn't run right. Not he's, anymore. He's sixty. He's old. He's like Arnold. He can't move. Too much riding ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like you always see him when he starts running, but it looks like he's been running for a mile and a half, and he's like pushing for that last, you know, to get across the line. But it's always two seconds after he started running. He's like, I've got to run. Well, tell your dad to run. And see, yeah. All right. Just watch. <laughs> it's the dad run. Like, ah, oh, god damn it. Yeah, it's that, that you know, I'm 60 years the old. First base shut the yeah. softball game. Right. Yeah. I'll god. get there eventually. Oh, Dude, Nick Cage is only 48. <laughs> oh, jeez. I thought he was like 60 years old. He's only 48. <laughs> the hell are you telling me? He's like in 16 years old. movies a year. He seems older than that. <laughs> he is he, 48. He's he's lived a sixty he's year old a, life though. He's a he's on the older side of forty eight. He's ridden he's ridden as many ghosts. No, he's right. just turned forty eight. I don't like I, I a think week ago. I think his publicist made up that IMDB information. <laughs> I think the dude's sixty years old. He is old. not that old. <laughs> he's old. 
so old. That's why he's not in the Expendables <laughs> he's yet. He's lived 60 years worth. <laughs> Jason Statham's in the Expendables. He's probably 10 years younger. Yeah, but that dude will do anything. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So to get us back on track. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he, oh, no, he, he runs like a 60-year-old. Yes. And he, he does these awkward he escapes through this parade thing. Yeah. Through, you know, the Mardi Gras parade that's going on, of course, mm-hmm. because it's a New Orleans It's movie. Fat Tuesday, everybody. Yeah. But it's the most calm Fat Tuesday you've ever seen. Well, it's daytime. Yeah. Have you ever have you yeah, been to Mardi Gras? daytime. Chuck. The, no. the, the New if Orleans Film Commission <laughs> is trying to put a fancy face on New Orleans. If people are Look still how- alive by Fat Tuesday, they're out in the streets <laughs> I'm just yucking saying, it up. They never went by wherever the Girls Gone Wild building was. But they were obviously in the French Quarter. Obviously. I mean, that's... I'm not saying it was actually Fat Tuesday. I think most of that was staged for the fucking movie. Oh, of course. Or they got there for, like, the rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Fat Tuesday rehearsal. Yes. You gotta practice driving those uh, floats around. <laughs> anyway. Jason Statham is 46. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has kept himself in better shape yeah. than Nick Cage. Yeah. If you were to tell me that Nicholas Cage was only two years older than Jason Statham, <laughs> I, I, would, called I would punch you in the neck. It would be like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. <laughs> Jason Statham is 28 and Nicolas Cage is 62. <laughs> okay, he looks 10 years younger than Nicolas Cage. And he, he looks 30 acts, years younger than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's true. And acts 40 years younger than Nicolas Cage. I would probably start shit with Nicolas Cage. I would not start shit with Jason <laughs> right. Statham. Yeah. No, man. I wouldn't want those crazy eyes, man. Yeah. I would... He would, like... He'd do the Nick Cage would why, fight dirty. Why would you say something like that? Statham, I'm gonna have to fuck you up right now. <laughs> That's just what I'm saying. He has a tell. His eyes go crazy, and you'd be like, "Okay, he's about to hit me." Well, yeah, Statham that- just goes suddenly <laughs> throw punch. <laughs> but by the point you get the crazy eye, it's too late. You're gonna get no, fucked okay. up. He's gonna pull out like an uh, an asp and whip you in the leg. An asp. Yeah, the snake. No, like the extendable baton asp. Oh, oh okay. I thought maybe just a snake was gonna be hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, he's Nicholas Cage. He might pull a snake out and whip you to death with a snake. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a snake on him at all times. <laughs> I've heard he does, yeah. All right, a little correction already. Oh. He's 49. Uh-huh. Uh, I, for- I forgot it's 2013. That's so much closer to 60 than 48. Right. Uh-huh. So, yes, he's still got 11 more years to catch up to his body. <laughs> <laughs> By which point he will be dead. He's not going to be able to because he can't no. run that fast. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's going to have to take the train. Come back, body. Yeah. So anyway, right? He there, there's he's awkward, fucking around in the in the parade. parade this whole gets, ar- is gets arrested. It's stupid. <laughs> but I'm just saying he's running awkwardly, hides in a float, and then he gets away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but let's let's mention what's going on in parallel. Mm-hmm. Is Josh Lucas is driving around with the daughter in the trunk. Right. And Which is a dumb plan. Well, he spray foamed the trunk to insulate it. It's got that, you know, expanding foam yeah. shit that you mm-hmm. can buy. Yeah, and he put stars in it. Yeah, I guess he was I like, be, I didn't get that be comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> you, girls like glow-in-the-dark stars that don't glow-in-the-dark, right? They never explain that. Uh, no. It's, yeah. I thought she was going to be like high out of her mind and think she was just in space or something. But <laughs> That happens later. <laughs> no, I know. Space is so much smaller than I thought. <laughs> I can touch space. There is no space in space. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. But he's driving around with her in the trunk, and like an Australian guy gets in the car and is the talking most about Australian up guy oh, gets God. in the car. It's just, he, it, <laughs> he just gets in and is just like, Oi, Crocky, get you, you, dames and ladies. And, oh, I got oh, my dangles dongled. And it's just like, What the 
Yeah, and Josh Lucas is just getting more and more angry with this guy. Well, he's like, dude, the lights not on. He's like, oh, come on, mate, you gotta take me over. Oh, you go over, but oh, you know, it's like whatever, dude. Fine. Yeah. And they go. And meanwhile, the girl has has picked out all the foam behind the seat <laughs> yeah. and is like pushing her fingers through. She has two creepy, bloody fingers that she's just sort of like creepily <laughs> pushing through. Well, it the starts seat. off with like the Nightmare on Elm Street thing where she's just yeah. pushing through yeah. the leather. It's like, like video drone, yeah, it's but just, it's the backseat of yeah, the car. Yeah, it's creepy and awful, but dude never notices. Yeah. Nope. No, because he's, he's sitting up intently listening to Josh, Josh Lewis's right. history of New Orleans about right. pirates and hookers. And yeah. well, I think he was actually, wasn't he talking about Australia? Uh, pirate but, hookers? I don't know. Whatever he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Smelly was he Because he, he talks about all prisoners were yeah. sent there. Sure. Well, yeah. that's New Orleans, too. But. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> both. both. All right. Then. But it's both. That's Australia why, and New Orleans have yeah. a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. Current yep. day Detroit. Yes. Yeah. Always Detroit. The fictional city. Yeah. yeah. But no, he yes. eventually just takes Australian dude to a house and throws him out of the car and beats the living fuck out of him. Yeah. Yeah. He gets real nimble with that fake leg all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like before he had been kind of stumbling around, but mm-hmm. now he's like running out and yeah. daughter- beating the guy with his own backpack. Besides and- the hole in the seat, the daughter has also removed the taillight from the, yes. the the trunk of the car, too. Yes. Because or at least the bulb. Yeah. The cops bulb. during Fat Tuesday are on the lookout for taillight. traffic accidents. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> traffic violations but yeah so she i guess i guess australian guy left behind the cell phone yes because she, she the cell phone rings or something and she she manages to dial 911 on a goddamn blackberry yeah but there's 10 minutes of the phone sliding around the back seat I know. Like well, she, she does this first she dials the 911 and then is like about to hit sin right well no she's just trying to get a grasp on it at first because okay. it's just sliding around all over the place but eventually she blind dials 911 and is about to hit send and that's when he slams on the brakes and the phone flies right. and hits the floor thus, End making, of all, phone thus making the blackberry sliding around the back seat thing all kind of yeah. null and void yes everything about her poking a hole in the back seat never right. means nothing yeah the, but however the taillight all. does because he gets pulled over by a cop <laughs> like we said yeah and he even luckily he kind of does the same thing we're doing like there's thousands of people out there drunk drinking and driving and you're pulling me over for a goddamn taillight and yeah he starts to go a little crazy with this weird tale about his dying father blah 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 and the cop's just like Dude, I'm I'm letting you go. Yeah, go dude's back like, to dispatch. Take this back to the shop and get it fixed. I'm leaving. And then he like yeah. mouths off to him, and I think maybe he hears the he daughter. hears the girl pounding on the yeah on the trunk. On the but trunk. the only reason is because he turned around because Josh Lucas said something crazy, right? Which is like my father would you know something. Yeah. He just wouldn't shut up. Yeah. yeah. And then so he's like, I need you to open the trunk, like Repo Man. <laughs> so he basically like comes back and you know acts like he's opening up the trunk mm-hmm. and shoot turns around and shoots the guy with a silenced pistol like right. multiple times. And then goes over to finish the job, shoot the dude in the head. But as he turns back around, the trunk is open and yeah. the girl is like 20 <laughs> paces away running down the alley. Yeah. I we still don't know how she got the trunk open. It's like, did he actually get open? open the trunk? How to get open. And then turn around and shoot the cop? Because that's dumb. She's related to Nicolas Cage and she magically opened the trunk. She had thieving skills yeah. in her DNA. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, but this does lead to my favorite scene in the movie. Well, by all means, is because she runs away mm-hmm. and just runs down these alleys. Yep, and eventually runs into a fence that's far enough away from the crowd of people mm-hmm. that they but can't hear her because they they're anyway. She's right behind on. them. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. watching the parade. Yeah, and bangs on you know bangs on the fence, yelling, and he <laughs> walks up behind her and grabs her mm-hmm. and then injects her in the neck with the stuff that he put her to sleep with earlier. Right. And is just yelling at her and being all crazy Josh Lucas. Protect your neck. Yeah. And then he's going to, you know, he's still in mid rant pretty much and he's going to put her in the trunk and all of a sudden like the camera switches to like a 
point of view shot from her at his face and suddenly it's like all blown out behind him he's like (laughs) it becomes batman begins where it's just and it's like out of the blue in this movie because it's like holy god (laughs) yeah it's short crazy josh lucas it's like 10 seconds but it's just like whoa Someone was like, hey, yeah, and- hey, let's do this and see what happens. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Yeah. Let's just hit all the effects on After Effects. <laughs> right, really. <Yeah>. Just, <laughs> just turn them all on by default. Let's see what this looks like. Oh, <laughs> that's turn them great. All on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that that brief scene, he tosses her back in the trunk, and there's a little kid like mm-hmm. looking through the fence at him. And he's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. The kid kind of flip, flips, flips him off. sideways. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not funny. done very well. Yeah. No. But, like, okay, at this point, Nicolas Cage has, like, he's put together that they're in a cab. Well, yeah, because I think he almost, well, as he was running away from the parade thing, I think he almost got hit by a cab. And there was, like, number, radio dispatch, blah, 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 this is the same company of cabs. So yeah. he hijacks this cab. Yeah. But it's basically, like, what's this thing over here? He's, like, the radio? He's, like, no, I would know what a radio is. What's this <laughs> other thing? He's, like, it's a GPS. Which he also would have yeah, known from I mean, being in eight years. Nah, he was in jail for eight years. No, no, no knowledge of GPS. Yeah, Not in New Orleans. <laughs> anyway, no, no you, you don't go to jail and like go to another planet and then come back. They don't saying. put you in cryogenic sleep. I, you know what's going on in the world well, while you're yeah. in the liquid goo phase is what they do. They, <laughs> they no. put you in the thing. Nicholas yeah. Cage is the only one in New Orleans to know how to use yeah. the three seashells. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so like basically the driver's like, this is a GPS. And he's like, can you pull up the other cars on here? And he's like, yeah, if they get lost and whatever. So he radios back to dispatch to this crazy Cajun Cajun Creole guy who must be just local color. Who's just that's racist, uh, <laughs> you know, just like he was working as the transportation director on the right. movie or something. Mm-hmm. Just like you're kind of colorful. You be the the dispatch guy because mm-hmm. he's obviously not an actor. Obviously not. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's this whole back and forth where basically he's like, oh, yeah, that guy with the one leg and the missing fingers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know who that is. This is a medallion number. This is where he is. He's right. in the French Quarter, blah, blah, blah. OK, good. Yeah. You know, long time to get there. But yeah. The, Jokes with, with, and with this crazy guy making weird you know louisiana metaphors right. and stuff <laughs> hotter than a whatever blah yes. blah, blah local than flavor a, yeah <laughs> so anyway so yeah nicholas cage gets this information throws the guy out throws the, the the cabbie out takes his cab and then immediately goes into high-speed car chase to get to the french quarter yeah Hell it's yeah. it's like an eight millimeter when he's having a car chase with himself he's just yeah. like must drive oh evade everything but right. nothing's chasing him no yeah, so he basically gets there, like, in the middle of the parade, he's running across cars. Well, yeah, he comes to a traffic jam yeah. and just, like, gets out and climbs up on the hood of his car and is, like, looking, trying right. to, because he's got the medallion number of the right. cab. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he sees it off in the distance and is running along cabs and gets to it and pulls the guy out. And he's like, who are you? Uh, uh, and he's like, you know, basically, like, the guy... They paste, put a sticker, yeah, over, a sticker his number, over his number and put his GPS yeah. on that guy's trunk. Like, open your trunk. Oh, that's someone's GPS, man. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. All this for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost the guy again. Right. Yeah, and that is when he gets arrested. Yep. Yes. And then causes a car wreck because the cops, of course, don't believe him. Right. Well, he says, I have to answer yeah. this phone. Right. You know, and the cops don't even answer the phone. I mean, it's just. Well, they're just like, yeah, you have yeah, to like, Yeah, like, yeah, your whatever, daughter's dude. kidnapped. Yeah. yeah, sure, buddy, whatever. Yeah, but this is when he dislocates his thumb to get out of the cuffs, yeah. and then just immediately jumps in the front seat like, blah! <laughs> just, this is one oh, time yeah. he goes a little bit crazy, because yeah. he's kind of like, ah! 
<laughs> so, and this, there's a pretty good car crash mm-hmm. from this because, like, another car for some reason is involved in this. Yeah, because some reason, for some reason, these cars were going 145 miles an hour in this alleyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, because these cars roll. Oh yeah. If they'd had the budget, it would have been very cool if when he leapt forward out of the handcuffs to like make the car crash, mm-hmm. he had grabbed the phone and answered it while oh, the yeah. car was like crashing sure. in slow motion. Like they that would have been awesome. They didn't have that money. It would, I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> they already blew way when too that much happened, money I was like, that would have looked yeah. a lot cooler. But he gets to the call in the eighth ring and the guy's like, yeah. okay, I, I, you're not in Tuscaloosa. I went, I, you went to see Hoyt and blah, blah, blah. So... Yeah, I want so money. much for that whole I'm gonna plot. Kill your, I'm going to kill your daughter. Yeah, he's like, you don't even have the money, do you? <laughs> oh, like, but I'll get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he finally believes him that he doesn't have the money. Yeah. Because he says, "Well, your daughter's dead." Then, and you know, Nick Cage kind of freaks out. Like, like I'll give, give get me a few it hours. Me. I'm going bad again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he goes to see Malin Ackerman, and they very, very quickly pull off this heist that apparently he'd been planning the whole time he was in jail in his head. Yeah, but he had everything ready to go. Like, well, yeah, roll up to place, get everything yeah, you need. Apparently, they went to the boatyards, and he had a little storage shed where it was like, this is everything you need to rob, which was like a laser distance finder mm-hmm. and various acetylene torches mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. And his whole plan is they go down in the sewers, go back to the bank where the gold was. Eight years ago. It's That's still in the exact <laughs> same spot, because he literally knows somehow exactly where it is mm-hmm. with this laser this finder. The cage. Yeah. And gets to right underneath it and bores up through the floor. And I, and I was thinking, like, oh, you know, it's going to be kind of funny if he, like, cuts a little hole and the gold just kind of goes yeah. into, into the sewer. Like, he was that exact. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's where I thought it was going. Sure. Right. I didn't expect where it went. <laughs> but no, he uses this crazy torch thing to start melting the gold. thermal lance, by the way. Okay. Sure. All right. Also what I call my penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you named you, it Lance? You might want to get us uh, some cream for that. <laughs> Man. You have a burning sensation is what you're trying to tell everybody? Oh, well, yes. You should boil that lance. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, he starts smelting the gold uh, with this thermal lance with BJ's penis. And I could not believe this was happening. And dropping it, it into happening. the sewer water, <laughs> yeah. thus cooling it down. And Malin Ackerman is picking up chunks of, the gold. chunks of gold and putting it into a bag. And they do all this until the fire alarm eventually in the in the safe goes, hey, yeah. <laughs> someone's smelting gold in here. <laughs> it's a little bit flamboyant yeah. for, a, for a fire alarm. Hey. Hey. <laughs> alarm. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Goes well, bell. it's Fat Tuesday. You know, everyone's just <laughs> going crazy. Yeah, they have trolleys in New York. Or in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do have trolleys. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, they have the smelted gold that they take away and and the cops are like, hey, fire alarm, that's where he is. Let's go get him. Oh, we're too late again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, he melted the gold and he's carrying like probably 300 pounds of gold in mm-hmm. his satchel. And somehow they catch like right up to him. They know he's on a ferry. Yeah. They're, but they're like, don't get him until he hits land. Yeah, until he's on New Orleans soil, which I don't understand. Is this body of water international water? Are those guys or? FBI? Well, apparently. Or is this still the. No, this was, was this was da- this is still Danny Houston and everything yeah. company. Yeah. And FBI. The, FBI. Yeah, the FBI, they have jurisdiction. I, you would think, but yeah, I there's like know. wait till their feet are on soil because they let them drive off. Yeah, they're just like no it's, feet on soil. It's slightly lazy. It is. It's just the, a way yeah. to let them get away. five steps ahead. Yeah, because basically Malin Ackerman drives off in this red pickup truck with what looks like Nicolas Cage, and they, <laughs> so they chase her down and pull her over, and oh, it's a dummy. Right. And Nicolas Cage is in a different truck with yeah. the gold, uh, getting the call from Josh Lucas. Yeah, they should have used their thermal vision. Exactly. That's why I was going to point out, if they hadn't introduced the thermal thing in the beginning yeah. of the movie, this wouldn't be so dumb. Right. It is dumb, though. Mm-hmm. But 
There you well, go. in eight years, like they they had their budget slashed and sure. they, they couldn't use thermal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we gotta give these back to the predator. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. But yeah, so he gets the call, and of course, Josh Lucas wants to meet him at this creepy old abandoned amusement park fairground place. Yeah, which is this sort of famous, like if you've seen pictures after Katrina, this amusement park is famously abandoned. It's like, you know, in the same condition it was before the storm hit, but just, you know, no one ever went back there. Mm -hmm. So they use it as a filming location, which is sort of cool and creepy. Yeah, Yeah, but they don't really use it to its potential at all. No, no, it's not like a a zombie land thing going on. Death trap, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so they, they meet up there and it's this whole thing. He's like, hey, here's your money. Hey, I blame you for everything that happened in the loss of my leg. Yeah. I love my sweet ass leg. Well, he, <laughs> but, well, yeah, he says, <laughs> you love your daughter more than anything. Yeah. I'm going to take her away because you took away the one thing I love more than anything. Me. You're me. Me. <laughs> I love me. me. I lost myself. So yeah, he's going to torch his daughter because he's poured gasoline all over the trunk. She's back in the trunk now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Nicolas Cage, they start fighting. And Nick he, Cage gets shot. Shot yeah. and then stabbed. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the in the tummy. Shot and stabbed. There's no way to go through life, son. <laughs> and so he eventually kind of... He gets pushed. beat up by a one-legged man. Yeah. Who yeah. Got, he got the drop on him. I yeah. mean, Nicholas Cage just runs by. right into him and immediately gets shot. Well, he was working pretty hard for a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so eventually he gets Josh Lucas down. Yeah. And he takes the car and drives it into the swamp, basically. Well, to put, out, to put out the fire. The car yeah, is just crazy on fire. Sure. And now Josh Lucas is on fire. Yes. And yeah. he runs over Josh Lucas and mm-hmm. just proceeds to drive off of this bank into the water yeah, surrounding the amusement park. I guess he figured drowning is better than burning. Well, she's not, yeah, a, not on fire. I'll deal with the trunk situation. Either. I don't think he was sure. expecting to have trouble with the trunk, but of course he does. He has trouble with everything. He can't get out of the car. Once he gets out of the car, he just starts screaming at the trunk. And <laughs> he, tre- he tries to, like, you know baby mama strength it like the bus and the baby yeah exactly (laughs) that's not really working for him meanwhile they're showing shots of just smoldering foot and robot leg creepily yeah like (laughs) stumbling towards him (laughs) exactly so it's like and and, and keep showing the daughter like you know using the hardly yeah left the (gasps) the pocket of air and Mm -hmm. nicholas cage is still just screaming at the trunk and finally gets it open but that's when josh lucas who has somehow gotten into the water under the water and then jumps out from behind nicholas cage Mm -hmm. and so they have a fight start strangling him with a big pole sure yeah Yeah. and then eventually thermal lance (laughs) yes eventually nick cage gets the pole Runs through Josh Lucas right through the chest and then shoves him in the trunk then, and then slams the trunk on him. Yes. <laughs> and then this car does like the <laughs> speed elevator to hell, man. No idea that where thing, this thing was going. That thing takes it off. It does. Underwater. It, I it mean, finds it that goes. trench from Hunt for October that's like the yeah. deepest place on earth and just, just like, Mariana's fuck trench. it, I'm going deep. <laughs> <laughs> Game over. It just hits the gas and it's gone. It's going straight to hell. Maybe that he replaced himself from Drive Angry with yeah, Josh that's, Lucas. That's For half a second that I was, I was thinking. It's a crossover movie. Where's he going? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't enough to impale Josh Lucas into the trunk of this car. Nope. It had to send the car to the depths yeah. of hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so he gets out. He's like, hell. hey, daughter, you're okay. Oh, God, I'm dying. Right. He's like, I'm glad I, I saved you. Oh, I did God. all that. Ow. <laughs> yeah. And so, for the next five minutes, spends it just makes sounds like he's in labor, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. And because <laughs> the cops have worked out where this is all going down because of his old taxi routes, they show up in the helicopter to save Nicolas Cage. But right. the way it plays out, you, I mean, you know, he's going to be okay because of the kind of movie it is. But then it's like it kind of fades, and the movie could have ended there. Yeah, like it could have been like, oh, I guess Nicolas Cage is dead, but his daughter saved. Yay. Yeah. But then it does this whole like 
five to ten minute long epilogue where not only is he okay, but he's living in like uh, some kind of van down by the river. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently Malin Ackerman is still driving the kid around because her actual mom is nowhere to be found still. They've just stolen that child. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, hey, there's a chunk of gold that's left over in the back of your truck from when all this sh- crazy shit went down. Right. Because no one should, searched should, that. should I keep it or not? <laughs> um, and then, but the, the obsessive FBI guys are watching him. Yeah. And now Danny Houston is like, throw it away. Throw it away, man. Well, he's flipped. He's become yeah. Nicolas Cage's biggest fan. Yeah. He's like, fuck well, no, yeah, Well, no, he Nicolas wants Cage. him to get rid of it so he'll give up that life of crime. Right. Exactly. right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. He's, he's, and, then, yeah. he's, and Mark Valley's sitting there going, keep it. Yeah. Keep it. I want to bust you. Keep it. Yeah, so there's like this three minutes of Nicolas Cage rearing back to throw something and then not, and then cut to the ages going, throw it. Don't throw it. Don't do it. Do it. And Nicolas Cage rear back again and not throw it. It's just, it goes it, on forever. Eventually he throws the top of an, like one of those pineapple ashtrays. pine cone. Yeah. Or, no, it was like he'd been sitting there that ashtray thing i think that yeah, was, was just a, a centerpiece yeah. thing and so yeah he throws away a piece of crap and they're like yeah. hooray he threw it away case and closed and still have the gold <laughs> and, and then camera pans down to yeah. the gold yeah and credits, uh, credits. they live happily ever after with like some money body yeah. would have noticed well it's yeah. what like i mean it's probably 40 grand worth of gold maybe sure didn't they say they it was said like it was 300,000 really that little chunk now it was a chunk one bar is worth like pure gold and some sewer water dude it's pretty valuable no, that one, to of those, the one of those gold bars place. is not worth that much, and that was about the size of a bar. Whatever. 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 Another technical inaccuracy. Hey man. Movies over. I trust what Nick Cage told me during that movie. Sure. 300 grand. <laughs> right. He knows. Kilo of gold, 55 grand. FYI. Yeah. Psh, well. So yeah, there you go. A <laughs> kilometer of gold. Yes. 55 grand. <laughs> yes. How far would you go? Yeah. <laughs> a kilo. I live my life one kilo kilometer at a, at a time. Yeah. One kil- kilogram. How much time. is the white gold? <laughs> It's racist. Texas no. tea? Racist. No. Kilo of the white. Oh. I don't know. $300,000. <laughs> oh, okay. What? There's no cocaine.com website to tell you what the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the metric... Why, why, why am I asking you, BJ? We already established we're all the, the people that know about leaving the coke out, and you don't you didn't know that, but the coke spoiled. That's why you've just it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, let's rate now this Now let's movie. rate it. <laughs> now that we've wandered... Finally. We've stolen an hour yeah. of your life talking about this movie. Yeah. It was taken from you. <laughs> I was I was taken aback mm-hmm. at this movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's one dollar. It's an utterly <laughs> average, average, average movie. It's not bad. It's not. It's not really bad, but it's not like great either. It's just like if you it want if you, if you want a an, uh, a semi well made action movie that's not going to surprise you in, in almost any way. It's one of those September, October action movie type things where yeah. it's like, we don't have the budget of your summer blockbusters, but this isn't going to be awful. So I, I, for all that, I'm, I'm, I'll award it to jocks. I mean, it's, it's nothing special. It's not bad. It's semi entertaining. I, I wish Nicolas Cage had been a little more unhinged. I mean, though, it was funny to see someone, like I said, Josh Lucas pretty much goes above and beyond to take the mantle of crazy Nick Cage. In yeah. This. Yeah, he's the, he's the only reason I'm giving this a jocks. Yeah. And it's just it's only getting one from me cuz I wouldn't want to watch this again. No. But I didn't think that it sucked. Yeah. But I mean, Josh Lucas is just a marvel in itself in what he's doing in this movie, but Nick Cage is completely on autopilot. Yeah. And that's kind of disappointing. disappointing. Yeah, sleepy Nick Cage is not fun and he's just sort of He's been doing that a lot more lately, too. Yeah. Maybe I, he's on medication. No, I think he. I think he's become aware of the the Nick Cage that everyone talks about now, and maybe he's gotten 
self-conscious about it or something. I don't know, but he's, he's just not doing it. Yeah. Anymore. It's like bad Lieutenant was the last time he really went nuts like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, even drive angry, he was like the most normal thing in drive. Yeah, angry. The movie was crazy. He was yeah. not. Yeah. I think two, I, I, two jocks is, is fair. I think Th- this movie, I almost felt bad watching it during like the whole heist thing at the beginning. I was like, you know what? This isn't bad no, it at seemed, all. This is a pretty good it's, sequence. It's too much fast cuts. Like that annoys me about, um, this Simon movie. West always does yeah. that. I mean, it's just, was... this seemed like worse at that because like the cinematography was like that kind of color palette of like a David Fincher kind of movie mm-hmm. color palette. Mm-hmm. But then it was like all oh, these quick cuts where it's like, oh, we couldn't hold this camera still for more yeah. than three seconds. You know, it's just like you have that look of like a, a, a better made movie right. and then those fast cuts like that. So, yeah, it was like. Yeah, and that weird vibe at the beginning where I was like, "This is this may be too good for us." Yeah, it was, but yeah, then it <laughs> it, it wasn't. It showed its true colors <laughs> yeah. eventually. But I think movies of its ilk, especially from this company, Millennium Films, and others like it that usually have Fifty Cent's name attached to it. Um, yeah, this this is competent enough to say, yeah, this is probably worth watching. You're not going to get. I mean, it's not even Expendables two worth watching, but you're going to get something out of it. It's not the worst Nick Cage movie I've ever seen. No. Um, by far. It's fine. It's competent. I mean, you know, there's stunts in it. You can tell they're doing stunts, but still, I can appreciate the stunt work. Mm-hmm. You know? And I love that music. I know you all think that it's generic and uh, out of place, but I just, every time so it kicked what in. What was your rating? I'm sorry. But two jocks. Two jocks. Okay. BJ? Or, or episode? Episode. Episode. Like yes. Mr. Oh. Episode. Lance. Hi, I'm Mr. Episode. <laughs> Mr. Lance <I'm>, Episode. <laughs> Lance, I'm Mr. Thermal Lance's Thermal episode. Lance episode. Uh-huh. Um, you should get that checked. <laughs> yeah. One jocks for the Thermal Lance, and <laughs> one jocks to be split between Nicolas Cage and the other guy, whose name I've already forgotten. Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. From Stealth. Yeah. Stealths. Yeah, Steel. He has two first names, Steel. but he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. Stealth for, for two Steel. first name guy. <laughs> Stolenth. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed Stolenth. that they set him up for having like a layer. Like he had like, like an airplane cake. fuselage and like disco oh, lights and oh, and you know just crazy junkyard mm-hmm. layer and they never did anything with that. But man, when they were driving up into it, like with just doll heads and just crazy, you know, just nonsensical shit. It was just like basically they told the set director just find a bunch of trash and throw it up on the walls. They did nothing with that. I was disappointed, but it's a cool looking set though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's nah. Yeah, if you want a Nick Cage movie, there's plenty of other ones you should probably take it. But if sure. you want the newest Nick Cage movie, I recommend Stolen. <laughs> yes, Stolen is the newest Nick Cage movie. There you go. Hooray! <laughs> Let's not make it another 160 episodes before we watch another. One it of is. the pictures no. of Josh Lucas on it is actually on his IMDb from Stolen. This picture makes him look like that the the weird guy from the Lone Gunman in X Files. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Langley Just with you. Yeah, yeah. That was it. God, I'm a nerd. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I almost said his real name, but then I forgot it. Okay. Sure anyway, you know. moving on. Second half time? Okay. All right. Please. All right, and welcome back. Hey, hey, yes, yeah. uh, uh, what? Half number two. <laughs> <laughs> Half number two. 
Draft number two of two. Yeah. Or three? Mm. No, just two. Just two. Today. <laughs> so, who saw some movies? We did. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Who's seen the newest movie? Uh, that would be Packy, I think. Or you two are pretty close. I don't remember exactly ahead, when BJ. one came out to the other. Oh, uh, th- I'm pretty no, sure his came out after. Way after. after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear BJ's opinion on this movie. Okay. I'm, I wonder why you're so interested in it. Um, <laughs> I'm I interested saw... in you, BJ. Aw, you're so sweet. I let's try. Get, and your thermal lance. <laughs> let's yeah. Get, let's... Wait, no. I mean, never mind. <laughs> um, Stop mocking BJ. Ah, very uh, nice. Sure. I saw the uh, first and only movie so far of the proposed Hunger Games trilogy, The Hunger Games. Oh. Starring people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Josh Isn't there a Hemsworth in there, too? Yeah, there's Liam Hemsworth. Or like, Which one's he? Is he Thor or the is, one, other is, one? Is, no, is, the other is one, he no. the one that quit Oasis <laughs> or the other one? <laughs> Um, he's the one that's bigger than the Beatles. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, sweet. I've I've read all the books already, and uh, so I was kind of interested to see it. And having caught a bunch of animated gifs of Jennifer Lawrence being kind of hilarious and adorable, um, <laughs> I figured I would I would I'd finally check it out. And so I read box did it it and um, for what this for what the story is. I liked it. I thought it was reasonably well done. I thought it was pretty well acted. Um, there's some stuff in the first part of the movie that, if you've already if you already know the story, is kind of somewhat to me uh, striking emotionally, um, just because it puts a it presents a a a strong visual which kind of reinforces some things that happen later later in the books. Um, I know Mackie's big complaint about it because um, mm. we actually discussed it a little bit today. And I I don't disagree with it, but I I didn't. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I mentioned it during the show when I talked about it back when I saw it in the theater. I think you but did. But it's kind of spoilery a little bit, but kind of not. But they they go out of their way to give her easy outs, as opposed to having to make any tough choices. And that really the convenience of all that bothers me. Yeah, and I and I understand that, um, and, and I from, understand it's part of the books too. Well, yeah, and I understand that from especially like from an adult an adult point of view. You know, people have to make rough decisions. Um, however, I mean, this the books really are like for young people, for you know teenagers, and the movies are um, are also geared towards you know sort of a younger audience. Yeah. Uh, so, what I said really. Yeah, I mean, not I know. not like really. five year olds, but sure, you know, teens, I guess, mm-hmm. young um, adults, tweens. Yeah. I wouldn't say young adults because, like, millennials, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I I understand, you know, kind of why it's. Why are you so pleased about saying millennials? I just like saying millennials. Okay, it's the stupidest tag ever. It's my favorite kind of flower. That's you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I know what and, I said. Annuals, perennials, millennials. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I I understand that sort of decision in the in the writing and mm-hmm. um, I don't know it was pretty fun it was it was at least visually interesting for a large portion of it like all the stuff that happens in the in the capital is is really visually striking um, it's almost like the uh, the beginning of the the cruise scene from the Fifth Element when everybody's just like what the 
people in the future are fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> Always are, man. And don't know how to fucking dress themselves. Yeah. Uh, and like wear cat things on their heads and sure. all sorts of crazy Someone shit. Someone from the 1700s is looking at you and going, those fuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't know how to dress themselves like right. what they're wearing. Yeah. Look at that. That boy wearing long pants. What's wrong with it? Why isn't he wearing a dress? Um, but um, Where is this conversation happening? I don't know. <laughs> the, the 17th century yeah. time machine. Right. It is. <laughs> the witch's cauldron where they're looking into the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah, look. Pants. <laughs> yes. You know what I call the Hunger Games today? I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> it's not a game. 17th century stand-up comedy. The hunger life. <laughs> Every day what since I was born. What is the deal with hunger? It's Why not a game. are we so hungry? <laughs> no, really, please keep throwing tomatoes at me. <laughs> My family needs them. <laughs> right. That's where that's where that tradition started. Could yes. you also throw some steak? <laughs> yeah. Maybe some potatoes. Throw you- some seasoning. <laughs> a bit of salt. Oh, I've got pepper in my eye. Let me get it out onto this steak. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah. So, um, that's, I, so that's the Hunger Games, right? Yeah, that's pretty uh, much it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of want to see it now. I think Lenny Kravitz is, was a huge waste of money. I don't know how much he paid, how much they paid him, but it was... How much he paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I how much he paid. I will give you $100 to put me in the Hunger Games. Or how much they paid him, but it was, a, um, it was a sad waste of money. Oh. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I don't. I don't know is, like how good the character is in the book. Yeah, and that's that's where it's it's gonna come, where it's gonna come from for me is the. They also really downplayed the role of that character, um, and they tried to they tried to kind of make up for it with the last, like the last scene he was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's played very wooden and shitty to me. Uh, <laughs> You know, the the character is, is much more to me is much more interesting than it was depicted in the in, in the film. But um yeah, Woody Harrelson was He's amusing pretty, good. Uh, pretty amusing as a drunk, yeah. um, which is probably just Woody Harrelson in general. But uh was would you say he's money trained good? No, he wasn't money trained good. Is okay. he like zombie land good? Yeah, I'd say he's almost zombie land good. Not quite, but Okay. On the way there. All right then. Woody Harrelson plays a good drunk. So overall, you recommend it. <laughs> if you and are you planning on seeing the two sequels or however um, many they break them up into to make right, more the money? Nine eventually. Yes. Uh, the nine sequels in three D. Um, yeah, when they go, what? Why didn't we do that with the first one? Yeah, we could make three movies out of this tiny little book. No, you can't because um, there's not that much story. No. Um, and there's story. there isn't like you know a hidden backlog of story to to steal from yeah that you know of that i know of sure um but i did i did enjoy it um and even as a decent fan of the book um i thought it was a a pretty reasonable adaptation and i probably will see the other two but i don't think i'm gonna go to the theater to see them i will you know probably wait for them to come on dvd or netflix again whatever you know unless somebody can convince me otherwise so i'll get right on that yeah good luck okay so, so in other news, mm-hmm. I saw Looper. Looper, Looper, Looper. How Boy, was Looper. Looper? How was the Looper? I did not like Looper as much as Harlow did. Oh shit! Okay, fight. Um, I mean it's it's an odd disconnect for me because 
it's super well acted, super well directed, super well edited. You know, the music is good. Like everything about it technically is really good. And like you said, having guys like Paul Dano and uh, Jeff Bridges in it, or not Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Daniels. God, Jeff Daniels, my freaking brain's not working tonight. <laughs> but yeah, having them show up in it is kind of awesome. But man, they just didn't quite pull it off with the script. Because there were, I could forgive a few paradoxes in a time travel movie because that's how time travel movies are. And this one, there's just a few too many. And eventually I start thinking about it too much. And I'm too busy going, no, that doesn't make any sense because then this wouldn't be happening. And I'm not, I get derailed from watching the movie by doing that. And it does it a bit too much for me to really love the movie. Even though it has all these elements that I should really, really like. And I wish I was able, and it's one of those where I wish I was able to shut my brain off and not think about it and just go with it. But I was not capable of that. I was kind of following it. And I mean, I I thought they did a really good job of closing those. I mean, obviously we can't talk about them without being spoiler. Yeah, but but there's a lot of chicken and egg stuff. There's a lot of, this person wouldn't be trying to prevent this thing if they hadn't had a part in creating it because they were going back to trying, you know, it's like one of those infinite loop paradox things where it's ah, like Lupa. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate the movie by any means, but I just too much stuff piled up in my brain. And I know I'm, I'm guilty of saying, you know, you have a choice to go between awesome and plausible. And the way they do the one scene with Paul Dano's character is awesome. Like it's definitely probably the most memorable thing out of all that entire movie but it kind of introduces a lot of logic errors that kind of, and sets like some kind of rules that don't necessarily make it work for the rest of the movie. And I was too busy thinking about, well, wait, but does that mean? And you know, when you start doing that with a time travel movie, that's not a good sign. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, I felt like they connected the dots pretty well. I mean, obviously we can't, we can't get nitpicky yeah. without being spoilery. So, yeah, and that's the nature of that type of movie. But yeah. I, I did want to listen to his commentary and stuff. But I, I read articles that had, you know, Q&A stuff with him afterwards, you know, which obviously is massively spoilery. And a lot of it was just like, well, you got to go with it, you know, and that hearing those answers made me even more angry about the plot holes. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. But I mean, it's still, it's one of those where it's like really made, real made really well acted. I think the script just lets down the rest of the movie, unfortunately. Because just a few paradoxes too many, and I was like, nope. Shutting it down. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he does a pretty good uh, Bruce Willis impersonation throughout that movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, like I said, it's weird. Sort of (laughs) off-putting a little bit, but... And it is distracting him just looking like he does. Yeah. It's... You know, we can accept these sorts of things. Yeah, just make him look like him. And if he ages, he ages, you know... Well, movies never seem to be concerned with that. Uh, I mean, it's always just now here's this guy old and they never look the same. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, I'm more willing to accept that than like him having all these prosthetics on his face looking weird. Yeah. I'm more willing to just go with, you know what? Look like yourself and be squinty when you look and talk at yeah. people and yeah, smirk sometimes. Yeah. yeah I mean, do does, your Bruce does, Willis does Ryan Gosling look like James Garner? We don't care. Yeah, you know, just, no, uh, we don't care. He's yeah. just dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's like, a, it's weird that they're like, that they would not expect the audience to accept that, but they would expect the audience to accept some of the paradoxical stuff that they introduced later. They'd be like, ah, just go with it. 
You know what? Why don't you just say, just go with it with Joseph Gordon Light not wearing prosthetics? Yeah, maybe. You know, just questionable stuff in the filmmaking process. Okay. I don't get it. Fair I enough. just don't get it. You're not offending me. I mean, oh, I, wow. I should have gone to see Django instead. Yes. The Django. That I will agree with. Yeah. But I didn't want to leave the house. You should have so. unchained yourself from Looper. Mm-hmm. I should have. Man. So, speaking of like uh, regrets in what you watched, yeah, I don't. <sighs> let me back that up because I don't. I don't have the biggest regret about watching this. I just like I know you're gonna you're gonna roll your eyes and go, "Why the hell did you watch that?" When there's a you know universe of movies to watch. Oh, that's your own. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're projecting your own complaints. I decided because it, I you know it was a free movie weekend basically on uh you know. Cable, mm-hmm. they were at Showtime and Cinemax and the Movie Channel. Like they were all free this last weekend. If you say New Year's Eve, you lose a testicle. No, that <laughs> what? No, okay, <laughs> just making sure. No, <laughs> why? No, people no. in my house were watching that this, uh, okay. this past week, and I was like, what? No, it was just I was flipping through, and I was like, what can I record? What do I not normally have? And mm-hmm. I was like, I had a mild interest in seeing this. I'll watch it. It's Apollo eighteen. That movie's cool. Okay. What's wrong yeah. with that movie? Well, because like everywhere That's, it was like listed as like the worst movies of that yeah. year. One star. Isn't that the nah. other Moon Nazi movie? No, no. It, was, no. it was the, the Killer Moon Rocks one. It's Blair yeah. Witch on the Moon. Oh, yes. okay. Basically, yeah. it's a found footage. I never movie saw thing. it, but, but it's yeah. not Moon bad. Rocks. It grows implausible towards the end, but it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, that's basically that's a good way to sum it up. Basically, that's, that's pretty I much mean, all I have to say about it. I mean, it, it, it's interesting that they were actually able to make most of the footage feel realistic to the time. Yes, I mean they did a really oh. good job with with film filters and things like that to make it look like seventy, you know, early seventies film stock mm-hmm. and things like that. Now, the weird thing about it is, is like watching it in a home market. I don't know if it would do the same thing in a theater, but it was like. It does a lot of like okay, this is NASA footage because it's it's very four by three. It's like that cropped four by three, you yeah. know. And it's like then it expands out a little bit, and then like full some things are full frame on your on your widescreen TV. It was mm-hmm. just like changing aspect ratios throughout that movie like crazy. Yeah. Um. You know, that's really a slight. It's just like, geez, guys. I mean, couldn't you just like crop it all to be full frame or something? You know, I don't know. Well, yeah. I I think what they were switching back and forth with is that you know there's the the high, the high def NASA yeah. stuff, and then but some of the internal cameras were not. Right, they were just you know basically television cameras. Yeah, so, I mean the whole I, I don't know the plot's obviously completely implausible. I mean it's it's an interesting like what if I guess. I think the premise is pretty fascinating. It's like, you know, you get to the moon and, oh, shit, there's fucking aliens on, on well, there. Well, not only that, actually, I thought the most fascinating thing was is they get there and they're like, oh, shit, the Russians have yeah. been here. Yeah. That was like, that was the part that's where I was what like, I was that's thinking. what I was like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. And there's, then, like, when it turns into, like, you know, there's killer alien rock things. Bugs, spider yeah, thingies. Like, killer alien I don't, rock Some people are like, fuck you, spoilers. But I mean, come on. It's like, you know, yeah, you, you knew there was something up, but just based on the trailers. Yeah. I mean, the trailers were like, there's something alive on the moon. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's fairly well cast of like, you know, nobodies that you've ever heard of, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is what most of these found footage movies do. Yeah. You don't go Oh, I buy it as a found footage movie when there's some guy I recognize very well. Yeah. But I mean, they, they cast a bunch of guys that look like 70s astronauts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. I, th- I don't know why you thought I'd be upset I, about that. I didn't mean just you. I just meant like in general. Oh, I thought, no. Like, yeah. I thought that like, movie was okay. I was curious about seeing it, but not curious enough to see it. <laughs> well, like I said, sure. When it was a zero, it was you know, it was a zero effort thing. Like I was sitting never, there. The scale never tipped to, yeah. you know what, Apollo 18. Yeah. yeah it's you know. Bad. I like Tom Hanks, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Gary Sinise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Kevin need Bacon. to see the sequel. Bacon. Yeah. This one didn't end very well for them either. No. It didn't, I mean, Apollo 13's ending is much better for them than sure. this ending. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. yeah. It's tenser in the middle, but... Yeah. It, the one thing that threw me off is, like, the whole time I'm watching that, like, there's basically, you know, there's a couple of, of shots of, like, them having a barbecue at the house, and then it's, like, it's nothing but three astronauts, and then there's voices that you never see. Like, that's Houston yeah. and the Department of Defense people talking to them. Mm-hmm. And the guy who's the the Houston commander voice, I swear to God, sounds like Ron Swanson or um, what's his face? Uh, Nick, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole time I'm like, I'm like getting to the credits. I'm like, did they just do that just to be funny? Because <laughs> like the guy just sounded exactly like him. I'm waited. They did that whole like, you know, we're going to have the credits and then like Blair Witch. Yeah. Wait like 30 seconds and then start the credits. Then the real credits. So it's like, you know, wait, is it real? Is it real? Oh, no, it's not. It's written by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's it's a movie. If you can see it for free, I wouldn't use much more effort beyond that. It's a good cable movie. Yeah. Sure. You know. If it was on cable and I had cable, I would watch it. Yeah, I had free cable or free movie channel, see? so there this you go. Sweet. Solid recommendation. <laughs> yeah. If I was waiting in a doctor's well, office and it was on the TV there, I'd look at it until they called my name. If I was on a plane <laughs> to Cleveland... Yeah, this they were showing this. I might stay awake. And I'd watch it. put the headphones in my ears and watch <laughs> I might it. pay the dollar for the headphones. <laughs> I'd use my own headphones. You can do that. And then you get leaving <laughs> from Cleveland at four thirty, going one thousand miles. Per hour. Not to digress, but does anyone remember the Apollo old, 18. the old school headphones that were actually like air? Yeah, yeah. remember those? You used to plug them in, and yeah, yeah. Well, it was not electronic. It was like literally. Tubes. Well, yeah. Well, if you, and if you tilted the headrest up, yeah, you, you could, could put your ear near it and hear it. <laughs> yeah. If you were ghetto like me, mm-hmm. waited to fraud the you didn't have like four dollars. Yeah, to, that's why they're all bankrupt. Fuck this now. system. That's why we have to pay nine dollars for a pack of peanuts. Thanks, fucker. Yeah, <laughs> I have to pay for every bag we check now. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Obama. Anyway, I, do what I can. I think we have some correspondence, right? Ooh, maybe a, a piece of correspondence. Singular uh, correspondence. Maybe more. We got two pieces of email here. Okay. Ooh, listener correspondence. First one's from Ben. Hi, Ben. He says, Dear Movie Talking People. Hi. Hey, that's us. Did you know that in a USA Today poll of current college seniors, more say they have watched Miami Connection than have ever read a Shakespearean play? If you didn't, that's understandable since I just made that fact up. <laughs> that's <right>? good. That's good. <laughs> I watched I was, co- I was feeling the, like, the rage building yeah. for just a second. I was like, what? <laughs> you son of a I'm bitch. Like, it's not that good, people. Yeah. He knows your triggers. <laughs> and I agree with you. Uh, I watched Takashi Miike's 13 Assassins last week, and I felt I should share its glory with you guys. For starters, it uses the word ass twice in its title, which provides massive bonus points. Mm -hmm. As for the movie itself, the first hour and 15 minutes are a slow burn with gorgeous camera work and a shocking amount of restraint on Mike's part, allowing the film to build tension without resorting to horrendous violence or graphic on-screen sexual perversion. But the final 50 minutes, oh dear Lord, the final battle of this movie is one of the greatest fights in movie history. And that's no typo. The last third of this film is one long fight. 13 Assassins versus 200 Samurai. It's like Dynasty Warriors, only with more blood and less filling of Musu meters. Goddamn, this battle is near perfect. Please, please watch 13 Assassins. And that's been sitting on my Netflix queue for like ages. Okay. Hmm. Been meaning to watch it and just hmm. never. Hmm. So I probably should. I might make we that We probably happen should. Soon. I don't think that's a Bamfcast movie, though. Well, I think it's just no. like an awesome movie to watch. Yes. Yeah. Sounds like that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say. I mean, I, I don't know. What was like? What was it? Ninja Terminator? Is that the one? Not Ninja Terminator. Uh, Ninja, uh, Ninja, Ninja Assassin. Assassin. Yeah. Like that. 
that's not quite a Bamcast movie. It's almost too well made. I mean, it's hokey ish. Yeah, it's like exploitative, but then not. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Our criteria is weird. Yes. In summary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> but he said he also says uh, I'm going through an audiobook phase with my iPod, which means I currently am only listening to two things: Shelby Foote's The Civil War, a narrative, which clocks in at 132 plus hours, Christ, and the weekly Bamcast. Friday evenings provide me with a much-needed reprieve from the war of northern aggression and southern <laughs> lunacy, even if I tend to blur my listening, as in earlier this week when I became convinced the bobblehead of Tommy Wiseau killed Stonewall Jackson at the Battle of the Wilderness. <laughs> That's actually fact. Yeah. <clears throat> Hoping you never make me think of Money Train ever again, <clears throat> Ben. Well, just did. Money well, hi, Train. Ben. Sorry, Ben. We just brought it back. Mm-hmm. Well, hi, Money Train. You can't return the Money Train. <laughs> you can only bring it back for store credit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll have to watch 13 Assassins. Yeah. But just more hanging out. Yeah. You know? Right. Okay. Just palling around. Yeah. Chumming. When we pal around on, yeah. on Thursdays. Yeah, when we, when we all pal gather around. in the Hacienda and yeah. chill out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> pal around Thursdays. Uh, uh-huh. It's New good your mottos. So, uh, other one we got here is uh, Raphael from uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, the, the finest who, part of Pennsylvania the about Cyborg Cop, yeah. Oh, that's pretty Atlantic. Yeah, he says, uh, it's Raphael from Northeastern Pennsylvania again. Hey, buddy. Glad you guys will be watching Cyborg Cop 2 at some point, but yeah. there are more important matters at hand here, oh. like the trailer for Pacific Rim, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that's pretty specific. I don't think you guys have spoken about this on the podcast, because I would have remembered you shouting, FUCKING ROBOT JOCKS, <laughs> in response. Seriously, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this trailer, because I'm not the only one seeing the Robot Jocks connection. Is it just the trailer directed by Guillermo del Toro? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. the actual movie directed by? We don't know yet. It's one of those marketing campaigns where it's just like, oh, it's all will be revealed. William Del Toro oh, okay. is the director of the, the actual film. Billy Del Toro. <laughs> Billy, William, Billy of the Bulls. William Bull. Benicio. William Bull is BBT. the actual. Benicio Del Toro oh. is the oh, actual okay. director in his debut. Oh. Yeah, I Benicio guess we can't Mussolini. understand a single word yeah. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why we ended up not talking about it we, whenever it came out. We but. talked about it on Twitter. We all mm-hmm. like went nuts on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I guess we felt yeah. we'd covered it. But I, I personally am kind of just putting that in the back of my mind like that's a thing it exists because mm-hmm. I, I i don't want to be too excited about it like this is the kind I of know, movie that I could, like, I could start obsessing over and yeah. then like go there and it's like that was not the movie i've been building up in my head for 13 months yeah you know? i'm cautiously fucking stoked <laughs> yes that it's that it's that yeah. like it's obviously, a great trailer obviously i'm going to go see this movie mm. it's giant fucking robots fighting giant underwater sea yeah. monster it's godzilla alien. versus Dimension. robot jocks that's yes. really yeah so obviously yes, but I mean, at the same time, it's like trailer sold me. Now I can put it out of my head yeah. and not obsess about it. Yeah, the and listener way. Scott from Dallas pointed out the whole um, oh the guy doing the hand yeah. punching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, See, they punch in the, the frame palm thing. frame by frame. Someone did the gift thing, and it's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's robot jocks. Yep. I mean, I remember I I saw the trailer completely cold. I had no absolutely no idea what it was. And I didn't either. The Twitter was just going crazy, and it's like, okay, fine, I'll yeah, watch, watch the fucking Pacific Rim. Oh I was like, God. fine, I'll watch the fucking trailer, and I was like, okay, giant monster movie. I'm on board with that. I like giant monster movies. And then all of a sudden, America's like, yeah, we're just gonna build robots to fight the monsters. I'm like, fuck yeah. Why has this not been done before? Yes, time for this. I'm in. And then like you, I was like, I've seen the trailer. I don't need to read anything else about it. I don't need to see another frame of footage. Just Tell me when it comes out, and I will go. I don't want to watch behind-the-scenes featurettes on the web. I don't want to see... I don't even a- care who's in it. Actor test... Yeah, I don't give a shit. 
Dude, Idris Elba's uh, in it. Idris Elba's in it. Even all inspirational speeches. One other person who's in it that's kind of awesome. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. well, it's okay. Like, who's playing a doctor? Yes. Sure. Why not? Doctor must Day. be a scientist <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> Dr. Yep. Wildcard. Yeah. I mean, I admit, seeing the cast in the trailer, just like the, the text scroll of the cast, I'm like, wow, really? The, all these people? Oh, fine. Okay. I'm, yeah. in. I'm in. I... I the only thing, not like not, I don't want to like shit on the Pacific Rim parade at all. Sure. But I will say, like, <laughs> that's because a dangerous sentence. The only thing that uh, that frightens me is when Del Toro does a straight up English speaking movie. It can be Hellboy, which I like. Hellboy. What? Don't get me wrong. I what? like. Come on, there is something off about Hellboy and Hellboy Two. Yes, there is something off. It is just like it is not like it is that. It is that Junae Caro doing alien thing. Like, it's like, I, so there's something, I know the guy speaks perfectly English, but there still yeah. feels like there's something culturally wrong. Like, it's somebody doing a second language thing. Don't get me wrong. Pan, Pan's Labyrinth okay. and everything feel absolutely, completely flawless and natural. And I think the guy's great. Like, but there's just, there's like this ever so slightly not quite right thing about the Hellboy movies. Like, hmm. I think there's a lot of good in them. I don't know about that. I just feel like, Hellboy and Hellboy 2 always to me have felt like they're missing that one little thing like they have like if I was making a checklist of awesome stuff that I would want in a movie both those movies have it but then there's always that one like for some reason it's like I'm forgetting a check mark that I need to make me like truly love it doesn't feel that way to me like I said it's not like the dialogue stilted it just feels like slightly off like I mean it's just something about the way he has his actors do things when they're speaking English that feels weird where I don't feel that with his, you know, his, you know, native language movies like Pan's mm. Labyrinth and um, uh, Devil's Backbone and things like that. I mean, those well, maybe are like, you don't notice it because you don't speak those languages. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, just saying. Just the, I mean, even like physical acting, like they just feel kind of weird in, in the mm. Hellboys things. So like, that's why you're worried about that's, this that, I'm just saying, like, that's the only thing. Like, there's just, there was always something about the two Hellboys. I'm like, man, these are like almost so great but there's just something weird about them hmm. that feels a little off hmm. Hmm. Hellboy 2 is better than Hellboy 1 though I will say that nah, director's cut of Hellboy 1 is pretty good Chuck likes Hellboy Okay, Chuck is biting his tongue right now I, I don't get I don't I never thought I would like a comic book movie more than the comic book people on this podcast. I think Hellboy is fucking amazing I think Hellboy 2 is up its own ass with its environmental bullshit way too much um and too much Seth goddamn McFarlane. Um I liked it, but I, I think Hellboy's fucking amazing in every way. It could be it's it could simply be Selma Blair's weirdness in that movie too that makes me feel that way. Because I think Ron I mean Ron Perlman as Hellboy is is great. I mean like spot on. Yeah. But like Selma Blair's weird pixie-ish, you know, manic pixie. She's creamer. a manic pixie. That's yeah, I mean, it's what like, she is. It's just, but it's just weird. Like, she just kind of like every scene she's in makes it feel off. Like, I, there's no reason for this guy to like her other than like she's the only female he's ever seen kind of thing. Like, that's how it oh, works yeah. in kind of a the lot point. of situations. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. But she can't get too excited. Otherwise, the she'll napalm the world. <laughs> right. Better. She'll yeah. wild yeah. or napalm everything. Mm-hmm. I will tell you something that will Dim your expectations for Pacific Rim, so oh. you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Clifton Collin Jr. is in it. Oh, goody. Yay. Your favorite. My favorite. <laughs> My favorite. Get some Nikki Cats in there and fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I don't see Nikki Cat listed, oh. but I knew Clifton Collins Jr. was in there, and you would not like that. Eh. Nah. Nah. How far down the list is he? <laughs> mm, about a half dozen. All right, then. Yeah, he'll yeah. just show up for a wacky scene to shit all over it. 
He will be the vegan police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hey, that's fine. It's him being insistently in Boondock Saints 2, which is what really soured me on him. Not that the old movie's good anyway, but I mean, just like him being around the whole movie is like... <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Precisely. On a happier note. Yes. Would you like to give people our new and improved contact information, BJ? Well, you're darn tootin' I would. <laughs> Super duper. Yeah. <laughs> 23 skidoo. Whatever the fuck that means. Gee whiz. Um, hey, everybody. We got to YouTube channel what? of our very own. And you could subscribe to it and get all of our YouTube goodies foisted upon you by us. Foisted. Yes. <laughs> Where would they go? They would go to youtube.com slash BMFCAST. Word. Yes. All of the videos that were previously and still, I believe, hosted on or on the water cooler page, Chuck's mm-hmm. very own page, mm-hmm. are now there. So you can see his wacky little synopses things of best of moments of our show, plus right. possibly other things we may do at some point. In yeah. Time. Yeah. Like pirate entire movies. Yeah. Yeah. No. You could watch Wait, no. all of no. today's movies stolen right. on our YouTube channel. Shot, I will record shaken. them on my <laughs> phone. From our, our, our generation one Motorola razor phone. Yes. That's correct. So you get it. And in. we all had Parkinson's while we were <laughs> <Yeah>. filming it. <laughs> You'll getting get exciting. And there's a guy with tuberculosis in front of us <laughs> coughing throughout the movie. <laughs> Uh, and that guy also has Marge Simpson here. <laughs> yes. Doc Holliday will be in attendance of this show. Right. Exciting 120 by 130 video format. Yes. Yeah. But go ahead and come, subscribe now. Come be our Huckleberry. And sometime in the near future, we will post entire movies. Mm-hmm. But you have to subscribe first. I think Chuck's lying, but once we have all of the subscribers, we will yes. post all of the movies. Yes. Of once course. we reach a very high number of indeterminate. Yeah. Once we are making so much money that we in fact become Netflix, we will have high quality full length movies on yes. the internet. We will page. start making deals. Yeah. We will. That's all we're asking for. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes, subscribe or we'll hunt you down and cut you. Or you can, you can click our donate button on our website at bmfcast.com like a thousand times and make us our Netflix dreams come true even right. faster. Right. Donate or we'll hunt you down and cut you. <laughs> also, check out our website at bmfcast.com. Send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com or I will hunt you down and cut you. <laughs> Also, while you're sending an email, if you want to send us a voicemail via email, which I know that sounds fancy and it sounds mm-hmm. counterintuitive, but you can record an MP3 wave flack or og of you <laughs> voicemailing to us. And then send it to BMF at BMF. We are going to get a flack file, and I'm going to be like, what the fuck do I do with this? You play it on something. I don't know what. I, right, I exactly. I have to get it into multi-track <laughs> editing Google search. Flack. flack to Confer. shitty format. Yes. Don't you have Cool Edit Pro? Yes, I have a. Yeah, I'm editing the trial with a program. Version. Yes, the trial <laughs> version a of a twelve-year-old version program. That's what I'm using. <laughs> Just oh, use Winamp. Yeah, it really whips the llama's ass. <laughs> you can also check us out at Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com and twitter.com/slash BMFcast. You can find us on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiend. Subscribe, rate, review. We like good reviews and five stars, so give us those, or we will hunt you down and cut you. You can also find us on Stitcher, which is an app for all of your relevant mobile devices that will stream our lovely, sweet sounds directly into your ear holes Mm. for the low, low price of free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you cheap bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Chuck. Good God. I'm sorry. There's a lot of violence going on here. Very sorry. We've had very generous donations in the past. Yeah. I'm just saying. They're not cheap. No, they're not. No. And then you can 
thumbs you can give us the old thumbs what? up <laughs> oh <laughs> and the, the uh, old how's your father <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that. <laughs> i don't even know what no, that means and i'm uncomfortable <laughs> don't give us and that. bob's your uncle the uh, the final thing that you can do that none of you did this week apparently because <laughs> we, we didn't have because them down you want me to hunt you, you down not. and cut you. Um, give us a call on the Bamcast hotline, the Garfield phone nine one zero five jacks BMF nine one zero five five six nine two six three. Give us a call. Let us know your deepest darkest feelings in one minute or less, and we may feature you if you don't suck. Yeah, tell us what you think about Augophiles. <laughs> yeah, or Flack. Tell us why we're wrong. That's all we should ever listen yep. to. Right. Audio format war. Mm-hmm. Right. Go. Go. <laughs> give us all your information in one minute or less, and we will probably throw it away. No, no, no. Don't give us all your information. <laughs> we don't no, want all that. No, your, all your flack. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, that's fine. I, th- I thought you were asking for, like, social security numbers and yeah, mother's Well, give us name. your social security nope. number, mother's maiden name, and your credit card number. Nope. Sure. And, and the three-digit digit code on the back. Right. <sighs> or four if you have an American Express. Right. Uh, right. So I expect plenty of uh, correspondence telling me why Hellboy is the greatest thing ever. And why Flack is awesome and we suck. Yep. And because obviously I hate Hellboy now. Right. Um, you have not you said do. the best yes. things about it. Right. So You shat upon said it. None of Just like, things. yeah. Yes. Anyway, Crash and Burn. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Episode. And I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. Banffcast Out.